Simmons. Fly ball, shallow left. Back is Cosmo. He'll take it. He'll call. Oh, it's going to drop. It falls. Miscommunication. And the bases are loaded, and Box can't believe it. They're calling it an infield fly rule. Welcome into Infield Fly, episode number 33. Ben, joined as always by Mr. Blake Rochelle. It is September 18th, 8.40 p.m. Blake, how you doing tonight, man? How's the week been going? Uh, it's been good. First day of work this week. Went to bed at about 3 last night. Got up at 5.30, so I'm really draggy right now. Oof. But hey... I'm here. I'm pumped. What were you doing up till three? I couldn't sleep, man. I'm coming off midnights. Uh, I took off yesterday, and I'm just pumped Ooh. about Florida week, man. I'm I'm not thinking we're gonna win, but I think it's gonna be a good game. I really do. We'll get into that later, but I'm pumped. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll at least be more more exciting than watching them play Chattanooga. But yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, obviously, college football. Some NFL talk, Titans playing tomorrow night against the Jags, and then uh, we'll talk a little MLB to kick off the show. So any other news or anything you want to talk about before we get into it? Not that has anything to do with sports, so we're good. All right, good deal. Well, we'll just dive in. Uh, MLB heating up. We're down to, what, uh, 10 games left, I think, um, for most teams coming down the stretch here, and not a lot has changed. Um since last week that we talked, I mean, I, I think all the divisions now are locked up except for probably the NL Central. When you, would you agree with that? I, yeah. I don't think that Cleveland's going to make up five games. No, uh, in the that's next that's the next half. closest one. That ain't happening. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so the Central's a good race right now between St. Louis, Chicago, and Milwaukee, and then the wild cards. Very intriguing in the wild cards with the AL. Uh, Oakland's up by, I think. Two games somewhere around there over Tampa with the second wild card, and then Cleveland's just sitting there about a game back. And then in the National League, the Nationals have a one-game edge over the Cubs and the Brewers right now battling it out. Milwaukee actually is playing really good ball without, um, without the Christian MVP Yelich. Somehow. Yeah, without Christian Yelich. It's, it's been a surprise for sure, a pleasant one for Brewers fans. Uh, um, but the race is – tightening up it's going to be fun down the stretch uh i guess i'll talk about the central a little bit since my team is is the one involved in that race and we're still holding out hope for that cards braves nlds um big series this week for the uh, cardinals taking two out of three against the nationals i was not uh encouraged especially after on sunday they blew the game to to milwaukee Uh, but they came in and beat strasburg beat mad max and now they got uh Four with Chicago starting tomorrow in Wrigley, three with Arizona, and then they close out with three at home against the Cubs. And regardless of my rooting interest, I think it's really cool that the season is going to come down to the Cardinals and the Cubs. Better rivals, one of the best rivalries in the history of baseball. I think that's pretty neat. That No matter how it plays out, obviously I want the Cards to win, but I think it's pretty cool that that's what's – of all 160 games, it really just comes down to these last seven. So, and it could come down hopeful. to 163. Never know. We had that playoff last well year. Could. Um, Definitely not, could. Actually, I hope not. But 
it could. Is that still possible with a three-game gap, seven games, I guess? Uh, I'm well, not we'll, good at math. So the worst we can be – if the Cubs win tonight, we'll be up two games going to Milwaukee. So we could – Okay, guess, yeah, well, then with the three games yeah. in between, anything can still happen, I guess. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. So, I'm excited about that. I uh, hope it goes well. Um, the thing with the Cardinals is just, like, they haven't, they can't hit. Like, they only get either Goldie hitting or Ozuna hitting. They haven't all put it together. Like, they haven't had Goldie, DeYoung, Ozuna, Carpenter all hitting at the same time. It's just, like, only one of them hits. And, like, if they could just hit – I would feel so much more confident because they're currently second in the NL and ERA behind the Dodgers. And that the thing that's super surprising, they have the best fielding percentage in all of baseball. And then the thing that's super surprising is that they lead the NL in stolen bases. And they haven't done that since like the forties, which is insane. So they have all the pieces except for the bats, but we'll get into that uh, later on when the postseason rolls around, we're going to talk some uh, awards, picks with the season wrapping up uh some rookie of the year managers and cy young and mvps so blake i'll start with you i feel like the, it's going to be consensus on rookie of the years uh who's your who's your rookie of the years right now for well right now it's, it's the end who's your rookie of the years all right so coming out of the american league jordan alvarez 25 yep. homers well this this was as of i think two days ago so Pardon my notes if they're a little off, um, but Jordan Alvarez, 25 homers and 279 at-bats, has pretty much carried this Houston lineup in the second half of this season. I think he's ran away with that one. And there's not really a whole lot of competition in the AL. Maybe you could say Aloy Jimenez, but still, even then, his average is so low. It's just no competition at this point. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. Jordan, he's he's been a beast. He's made that uh, Houston lineup that was already deep just so much deeper. But yeah, he's at twenty six bombs now. So I guess he he hit one last night. Um, that's gotcha. that's gonna be a fun. That's uh, gonna be fun when they play the Yankees. <laughs> I feel like we both probably feel like that's probably gonna be the ALCS matchup. That's gonna be a fun series for sure. But he he's a monster. Um, NL, I think we're both gonna be in agreement on this one as well. He leads the majors in homers, Pete Alonso. Like you don't lead the major leagues in home runs and not win Rookie of the Year, right? <clears throat> is that is that who your NL yeah, I mean, one is Pete, too? I mean, it's yeah, it's easy. Like this might be one of the easier years to pick NL and AL uh, yeah. Rookie of the Year just because these guys stand so far apart from the yeah. rest. You talk about him leading the National League or leading all of baseball and. Uh, Home runs, he's 10th and Up to war. 49 now. Yeah, he's 10th in war in the National League, um, you know, and behind some really good players there. He's just mm-hmm. – I mean, you're talking about a guy who carries their offense. The reason the Mets even competed for this long is because of Pete Alonso. Offensively is because of yeah. Pete Alonso. Um, so, I think he'll he'll probably get a unanimous National League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I agree. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of other rookies that are having great years. You mentioned uh, Eloy Jimenez. You know, Tatis had a good year. Brian Reynolds had a good year. Mike Soroka had a good year, but they just don't sniff. The numbers aren't there, well, though. Like Especially Pete in Alonso the National League. And it's, Alvarez is done. Yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah. like the AL, not as much competition. 
Um, the National League, just the numbers for Alonzo just blow everyone else away. Just, maybe if you take another one of these guys and put them yeah. in the American League, maybe they can take a couple of the votes. But still, yeah. I think it plays out the same. I, I agree with that. So moving on to uh, managers of the year. Um, I'll go ahead and start with my AL one. Uh, I said it way back in our preseason uh, years, which is centuries ago. Um, Rocco Baldelli was my guy, so I'm going to stick with Rocco. Uh, completely turned the Twins around this year. They were 78 and 84 last year, missed the playoffs, and this year their offense has been historic. I think they set the record the other night when Sano hit his 30th. They had the most guys with 30 home runs. Five guys with home uh, runs. homers. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So just a historic offense and and Barrios at the head of that rotation. Um, they've got it's it's going to be interesting to see if they can make any noise in the postseason. But uh, Rocco's my guy. I picked him early on. I'm sticking with him now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change that up. I mean that's a solid pick. It's talking about a guy who's taking a team from you know good to great or whatnot. Um, obviously, yeah, and in his first season too. Right, uh, but. I'm going to have to go with Booney here. I like Aaron Boone. I think uh, the the Yankees have were tied for the best record in all of baseball. And the number of injuries that they've overcome to this lineup, to this pitching staff, to the bullpen, and the hits are still coming, by the way. They lost Dylan Batances for the rest rest of the year uh, today, I think, or yesterday. Um, but yeah, to still Achilles. keep these guys together. And look, a lot has to be said for Talkman and obviously Glaber Torres having a great year. Some of these other guys that are stepping up um, in the place, but the guy calling the shots I think is going to get uh, a lot of the credit here. I like Aaron Boone. I like Booney to take the American League. So, Yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick. I mean, if you said at the start of the year that the Yankees were going to miss – Sanchez, Judge, Stanton, Severino, all I mean, miss all of their top time. guys. Didi Gregorius. Like, there's no way. Nobody expected Giovanni Urshela and Tockman and it, it, even DJ LeMahieu. I mean, he's a great player, but nobody expected him to play like this. They're playing out of their mind. So Most yeah, that, that's a great pick there too. Uh, multi-hit um, games, then, I think, in baseball. DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, I think it's like 50 yeah, something. yeah, just putting 50. up crazy numbers in New York. Yeah. Um, and then National League. Right. Uh, so, and my, yeah. National League, I'm biased here. I'm going to do it again. I'm double dipping. I like Brian Snicker. Um, you know, even coming, even after the year that the Braves had last year, they had a lot of question marks in their rotation, the bullpen, obviously, and even kind of down in the lineup at catcher and right field if Mark Akis could do the same thing he did last year. And not a single – I thought this was interesting. This kind of fueled my fire towards MLB Network radio personnel. Not a single one of them even picked the Braves to make the postseason. And now they have the second-best record in the National League um, and arguably the best offensive lineup in the National League, I think. I mean, it's it's right up there uh, with, with the yep. Nationals. I think the Dodgers, without Muncy, take a huge hit there. Um, but obviously, the top four in this lineup, when they're on, it's it's second to none. But I'll go with Brian Snicker here just because of they got overlooked again, and here they are again. And they're going to host uh, the first round of the playoffs, most likely. So, going with Snip. 
Yeah. That, that's a good pick. And if I was looking that up, if he wins it, he'll be the first to win back to back since Bobby Cox, I think hey. um, in the early two thousands. So uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Uh, I like Snicker. Um, I'm going to go with Dave Roberts. Just because, I mean, it's, it's not a sexy pick. The most consistent team in the NL all season. They've been the only like picked them, which I think is is kind of disrespectful coming off a of postseason berth. But the Dodgers have been right there all year. They've been the most consistent team. Um, the only real sure thing in the National League all year. Um, still mixing and matching players out there. Not as much this year. With just the emergence of Bellinger, like he doesn't platoon anymore, obviously. Uh, but I'm going to go with Dave Roberts just because of how how consistently good the Dodgers have been all season long. Um, then moving on from managers, our Cy Young picks. Um, who do you got in the AL? I think in the AL, really, it just comes down to two guys, and they play for the same team. I was going to say, and they play for the same team, and you're probably going to go one, I'm going to yeah. go the other here. And I, I, I did pick this yeah. guy because I figured you'd go with JV, so I wanted to play advocate here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Cole. Okay. Uh, he's top five in pretty much uh, every pitching category that there is in the American League. Um, so is Justin Verlander. Uh, but – I'm going to give yeah. Cole the slight nod because I'm a huge strikeout guy, and he is the K-9 leader in the American League by, I believe, last time I checked, it was at least a full point higher uh, than Verlander. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going with Garrett Cole. Huge year, contract year. Uh, this guy's going to – we've had a lot of guys in the last couple of years go out and really not get paid until the end. I, I think this guy's getting paid soon. Um, he's a top, oh, he's an ace. You put him on any rotation. I mean, there's probably two or three rotations in all of baseball. He's not the ace of, and unfortunately yeah. for him, it's one of them's the one he's already on, but I think he gets paid. And I think he gets to Cy Young. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, yeah, he's just like ace number two for Houston. I mean, they, they have three horses with bringing Grinky over. But, yeah, I went with Verlander. Um, he leads the league and wins, which, you know, me and you don't put a lot of stock into that. But voters, obviously, are going to lean that way a little probably. Uh, he's got 2.5 ERA, which also leads the league. And then I'm pretty sure he's the one that's second behind Cole in strikeouts in the league. Um, I, think, I think they were neck and neck, and they may still be. I think Verlander's no-hitter a couple weeks ago. I, I, I'm going to say that locked it up for him. Um, just unbelievable what this guy is still doing at age 36. And it's just, you know, in Detroit, and maybe it says something about the fact that he was in Detroit and because we've seen it also with Castellanos getting out of Detroit and just going on a tear in Chicago. I think there's something to be said for going from a bad team to a good team that makes you turn your play around a little bit. But Verlander is just, I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer, incredible. And I think he's going to add another uh, Cy Young to his resume this year. Um, and then for the NL, the NL is a lot tighter. Um, and I think one guy has kind of fallen off, and that's huge in Ryu. He was unbelievable in the first half. He's been a little more uh, human in the second half. His ERA is over three since the break. Um, and that's why I think that DeGrom has pulled away from him. I'm going to go with Jacob DeGrom right now. I could see – uh, definitely a scenario where Strasburg, or not Strasburg, uh, Scherzer could win it. Um, but he's been, he's shown 
kind of signs of being human ever since he had that back. I think it was a back injury um, around the all-star break. And DeGrom, he's kind, DeGrom's kind of snuck under a little bit. He hasn't been as dominant as he was last year. ERA of 2.6. Um, I don't have all his, like, super stats. FIP, FIP is 2.79. WHIP 1.005, which leads the league. Um, uh, but I, I like DeGrom to repeat and win the Cy Young again this year. Yeah, I mean, for me, if you take out the month of August for Ryu, he yeah. wins it hands down, in my opinion. Uh, in the month of August, Ryu had a 7-4-8 ERA in four starts. Uh, yeah, gave up five homers. He still didn't walk a whole lot of guys, only four walks in 21 innings. Um, but his whip was 1.57. Um, you know, like I said, the first four months of the season, he's my Cy Young. Uh, he led yeah. an ERA without having huge strikeout numbers uh, the entire way. Um, but with that being said, the entire season counts for something. I don't think Ryu's mm. going to get it. I'm probably leaning DeGrom right now, but honestly, you just draw DeGrom or Scherzer out of a hat. It feels like you do that the last three years, and you know, yeah. you're going to be right either way. I mean, Pretty you can much. argue for either one. Um, but I'll lean DeGrom for all the reasons that you said. Scherzer missed some time, had some rough starts, got got hit pretty hard by the Rays a couple starts ago. Um, but I'll go to Grom as well. So back-to-back, back, yeah. I believe, for DeGrom. I like the last it. time uh, that's been done. But moving on, MVPs. I MVPs. I mean, American League, we don't even have to talk about it, I don't think. I mean, no. We picked no, this at, at the beginning and, of the no, year. We picked it at the middle of the year. Yeah. Here we are at the end. He still leads basically every major batting statistic in the American League. Mike Trout. It's over. I mean, the guy wouldn't. Yeah. I said that the entire season matters, but the guy's going to miss the last two weeks of the season, and it's not going to affect him at all. And it's, it doesn't his, matter. His it doesn't matter as much for a position player as it does a pitcher. Right, because the position players playing every day, I feel like. Right, yeah. They got more opportunities to show, uh, you know, right. what they're doing. Their value. Yeah, it's Trout. No, and no, no, Alex Bregman's having an incredible year. No disrespect to Breggs. We both are big Breggs guys. Love the dude. Team but Bregman. Mike, Tr Mike Trout, man, he's, he's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. He's definitely the MVP. Um, National League, uh, if Christian Yelich had never gotten hurt, he, he was going to win it hands down. I think now it might be a little bit more um, close. Um, I, I feel like Yelich still has a very good chance to win it. But I'm going to play devil's advocate again um, just because I looked at your pick. And I'm going to pitch a guy that has just had an incredible push at the end of the year, and that's Anthony Rendon, man. Bellinger's hitting about 240 in the second half. He's come back down to earth a little bit, still hitting dingers like crazy. Rendon is leading the National League in batting average, which, again, we don't put a ton of stock into, but there is something to be said for leading the league in average. Um, he's second in OBP and in OPS behind uh, Yelich. He doesn't have as many homers as these guys. He's got like 33, I think. He plays gold glove defense. He doesn't strike out at all. He's got like 80 Ks on the year. And I think just the fact that, like, how strong the Nationals have been coming on. I know 
I think was did the Braves sweep them in like a four game set not long ago, and that that kind of ended their three hopes games. Of a division. I think it okay. was yeah. So yeah, that that sweep kind of ended their hopes of a division, but they really, I mean, from where they started the season really poorly and have come on strong so strong lately. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pitch for Anthony Rendon. Yeah, I just can't, man. Uh, yell it. Well, that's, that's understandable. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here while you were talking about Rendon. I'm going through the leaders of the National League and stolen bases. Yelich is yep. third. What, what's he got? In, what? How many steals does he have? Thirty. I was I was looking at that the other day, and I was thinking, could we have possibly seen two 40-40 seasons if he hadn't gotten hurt? I mean. I know there's still 10 games left. I'm starting to doubt if Acuna can get there. I think he's pressing a little much, but yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Yelich third in homers. Um, he's leading in OBP. Uh, like you said, batting average not that big a deal, but he is second, three points behind Rendon. He's um, first in offensive WAR. I mean, the guy's just—he's a freak. Like I, I never. Like, when I saw that he had 30 steals, that just – you just don't hear yeah. about that from him. Like, of course you hear it from Acuna or Marte or, you know, those those guys that are known to be fast. But I, I never would have thought of Yelich to be that kind of guy. But, you know, is what it is. Uh, 150 runs created. That's 12 more than Bellinger. 15 more than Rendon. Yep, he's my MVP, even though he's missing – the rest of the year and that sucks because i think yeah. you know the way the brewers are playing without him now can you imagine if he was in that lineup i i'd be scared yeah. if i was a cardinals fan but thankfully for you he's hurt so yeah yeah good picks um we'll see how it plays out in a few weeks um gonna be an exciting race to the finish it's probably not gonna be great for my mental health <laughs> there might be some what happens with the Cardinals and the Cubs. Uh, but that's anything else we need to hit in MLB? I think that's it. I mean, the season ends here, and I think the National League wild card it, game is two weeks from yesterday on my birthday. So, um, you know, we'll have a little bit to talk about next week, but I think we're kind of going to be in the same boat. We may have some seeds determined yeah. by then. We'll have some matchups to discuss. Um, but as far as the wild cards go, still going to be up in the air, I think. Um, and the Central yep. still – I mean, seven games left between the Cubs and the Cardinals. That thing's not going to be over probably until the second or last day of the season. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Fun. The schedule makers did good there. Exciting baseball for me, terrifying for you. So yeah. I do not envy that at yeah, all. Definitely. Yeah, definitely going to be some uh, – high blood pressure in the coming days. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk NFL. Uh, we got the Titans playing tomorrow night, um, trying to recover, bounce back from a bad loss on Sunday. We got a lot of quarterbacks banged up. Interesting to see where some teams are going to go. But we'll talk about that when we get back, so stick with us. Welcome back into Infield Fly. We finished up our baseball talk. Uh, moving on now to the NFL. 
Um, we're going to talk Titans, uh, finish up a game with the Colts on Sunday, a bad loss, um, playing Jacksonville tomorrow night in Jacksonville. Um, I, d- I feel like the majority of our Titans talk today is going to be about the same thing that we're going to probably talk about all season, the same oh, thing we talked about in the off season. The majority of this talk is probably going to be about Marcus Mariota. Um, but we're gonna we can briefly disclaimer. summarize. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. Quick disclaimer: If it. you uh, are in love with Marcus Mariota as a guy, look, that's fine. Do your thing. You probably don't want to listen to this segment. Yeah. I don't know about Ben, but I'm probably about to say some things that are going to offend you. So, just a quick disclaimer for anyone out there who, for for whatever reason, think Marcus Mariota is going to all of a sudden turn the page and you know flip into something that he's never shown that he could be please yeah. log off yeah so we're, we're definitely going to get into that hard um so we'll just briefly hit the game sunday and we'll we'll briefly preview the jags game um, but the game sunday titans squandered a lot of opportunities in a game that was there for the taking squandered chances early um, and snatched defeat from the jaws of victory losing to the colts uh, the, the first three quarters were they weren't great but they were passable uh, the fourth quarter was an absolute train wreck. Um, there were the bad coaching, poor quarterback play, um, sack leading to a missed field goal. Adam Vinatieri was missing extra points left and right. It was, it was just bad, all, all around bad. Um, so I just want to kind of hit some of the highlights. I, I, I went to the game, so you might have a different perspective, but just some of the things that I saw that I thought led to the demise. Um, and I'll just start with the bad coaching. Uh, you have one of the best closing running backs in the NFL who was gashing Indianapolis, and his last touch came with like eight minutes and change in the game. That's inexcusable. Um, the the fake, fake out, we're going to make you jump off sides. But never even look at the let, defense? <laughs> Yeah, let's let 30 to 40 seconds run off the clock and then punt. Horrible, because that's 30 to 40 seconds. That, in the end, would have been very valuable, obviously. Um, That was horrendous. Uh, The spiking the ball on third and two was terrible. Uh, As soon as they went up there, I was yelling. I said, do not spike the ball. Do not spike the ball. I saw Mario to go under center. I was like, they're spiking the ball. Uh, run a play there. Run a play. If you get a first down, you just spike the ball. Then you spike the ball. You just spike the ball. Why did they only call one play? I don't know. In the huddle, I don't know. You mean you come out with two plays? And I, I, I I get. I Vrabel coached an excellent game the week before against Cleveland, and Arthur Smith called a great game against Cleveland. And I, I give a little more leniency to those two. Um, since they're still relatively fresh, then I give leniency to the quarterback. Uh, what did you see? Before before we get into Mariota, what did you see Sunday? First things first, this defense played good enough to win mm-hmm. this game. Uh, they played excellent in week one. I, I wouldn't say they played excellent this week because they got to uh, Brissett a few times that couldn't bring him yeah. down. Yeah, he, he looked like Ben Roethlisberger back in that pocket. I know he only he threw for like one thirty or one forty. I think it, it wasn't a lot, but uh, they could not get him down. They were getting some pressure, uh, but they could not get him down. Uh, so first things first, hats off to the defense. I thought mm-hmm. they played good enough to win that game. 
Um, Derrick Henry, look, this guy deserves a contract. He, Opposite of Mariota, and we'll talk about this here in a second because it's the hottest topic in local sports radio right now. Yeah. Derrick Henry has gotten better every single year that he's been here. Yeah. And if you watch him now, the vision that he runs with, the cutbacks that he does, um, and that was kind of a question mark with him when he was drafted. Um, I know Paul Kohorski, the famous video of him tweeting out uh, Derrick Henry doing the footwork drills and OTAs and not looking good. But the guy seems to have somehow gained a step, um, and he only got three carries in the fourth quarter. Yeah. After everything that happened last season and, you know, what what you did to Jacksonville, what you did to the Giants, and just all the teams that you ran over in the fourth quarter to win ball games, yeah. and you shy away from that. That's why I'm not giving Mike Vrabel a pass because he was here last year. He saw how they won games last year, and it was with 22 running in the fourth quarter, 10 carries, 12 carries, 100-plus yards in the fourth quarter. Um, I think there was a stat when Derrick Henry gets at least, I think it was 15 or 20 carries. I can't remember. They're like 19 and 4. And, you know, probably some of that's a little inflated because when you're ahead, you run the ball more. But I still think 19 and 4. I mean, there's obviously some correlation there for him being able to run the ball successfully. Uh, Arthur Smith, look, I thought he, first half, I thought he caught a pretty good game. Uh, there were some guys that were open that yeah. the throws were not there. Um, and if you watch that fourth down play, the very last play the Titans had on offense, Corey Davis has the first down and probably field goal range yeah. on fourth yep. down. Um, to me, that looked like A.J. was the first read, and he just threw it. He saw a sliver of opening, and he just slung it. And it was – people want to say, oh, he should have caught that ball. Well, he – that was not a great – I mean, that wasn't a great throw. I'm not going to put the entire throw on Mariota. Maybe Brown has to make that catch in the NFL. Um, but I think there's blame on either side uh, for that play. Um, but now, into the quarterback play. Oh, real quick. I thought the O-line yeah. played pretty good. Oh. I, look, I think Dennis Kelly is holding his own at left tackle. Um, I know they're chipping a lot with Humphreys, and that's kind of why he's not getting a lot of uh, a lot of touches or a lot of catches because he's chipping off the line. But I think he's doing serviceable yeah. as a backup tackle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, into the quarterback play, man. Yeah. Uh, I've seen enough. I, I'm I'm not saying to replace him yeah. right now. Oh, that's not the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. I'll, I'll let you go first because I know you've been. Yeah, yeah. I think we're dealing with a little bit of a delay again, so bear with us for a second. Um, but uh, I mean, the people who come at me on Twitter saying there's still 14 games to play, there's still 14 games left in the season, are the same people who have been oohing and on about Mariota since day one. They fell in love with him. They bought in. Look, I did too. I didn't buy in from day one. I bought in from about game two of his career. 
but the last two years have shown me enough, and it's a much bigger sample size than you're going to get in the last 14 games that he just ain't it. Um, and I'll, I'm going to go through the list of excuses and tell you why they're asinine at best. Uh, well, he's dealt with a lot of injuries in his career. He hasn't uh, been fully healthy. Do you want to give a contract extension to a guy who cannot stay fully healthy over the course no. of three years? Um what else do they say? They say, well, the only thing that matters is the next 14 games. Yeah, maybe. But is he all of a sudden just going to turn into a 30-touchdown, five-interception quarterback, something he hasn't done his entire career? Like, I don't I don't see why these – look, maybe they're optimism Tuesday in it up. But I don't understand how they think that all of a sudden, boom, he can just flip that script just like that. None of the other stuff matters. There's no track record or anything. It's just I don't yeah. see it happening. That's why I'm not. I'm saying I'm not out on him for the season. I still think he's the best option this season and maybe next mm-hmm. season, just because I don't know what's out there. Although if Cam Newton right. gets cut, I might take a little sniff at that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're stuck in a hard place here if you're the Titans. Yeah. You know, you, you, oh yeah. What What are you gonna do? You're gonna cut Mark? Yeah. Or are you gonna drop Marcus Mariota and roll with Tannehill? You're going to trade up in the draft and go get a rookie quarterback who, you know, who knows? Might be good, might not be good. Right. You just don't know. And and the Titans, let's let's be honest here, the Titans' hit rate on first-round quarterbacks, not good. Not good yeah, at all. Not I don't all. I don't care that it's yeah. new management. <laughs> we haven't been able to do it. And yeah. that's just where I'm at right now, Marcus Mariota. Look, I agree. He's the best option. He's better than Tannehill. Um, yeah. But he's got to get rid of the ball. That's what's killing him, right? Well, other than the fact that yeah. he can't throw it on target. There were times mm-hmm. where in that game, you could just sit there and count. One, two, three, right, yeah. four, throw the ball, five, throw the ball, six, throw the ball, seven, sack. Right, and that was the thing, right? So he, on that, that play before um, – before Santos missed the field goal, right? We were we were down there, and then we lost nine yards on a sack where he held the ball entirely too long yep. instead of checking down to Henry. That was the whole thing, right? So, yeah. Um, so, I, I've thought about this a lot. I haven't been, like, talking to people on Twitter about it like you have. Um, Boom roasted. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not – I don't – it's not a big deal, but, like, I, I read your entire conversations, and I, I really agree with you over clowns you were talking to. I don't know that in my 24 years of life and whatever, 14, 12, whatever years of being a sports fan, I don't know that I've ever seen a player like as enigmatic and like divisive of a fan base as Marcus Mariota. Like, it's, like I'm sure – you said it. You were in since game two. I've been in on Mariota. You can go back on on this podcast, probably on record. We're both believers in Mariota, yep. and we've had friends that have been out on Mariota for a couple years, and we probably have friends that are still in on Mariota. Uh, and but we realized like he is never going to be like you said. He's never going to be a thirty touchdown. He's never going to be superstar in this league and i think the reason that it's so weird and so hard is like because we've seen the glimpses right 
but we haven't seen him in so long. I had his football reference up. Let me pull that back up. 2016, right? 2016 was issues the year here. And we all thought, okay, we've got we've got a quarterback now. That was his his second year after he had a solid rookie year. 2016 again again you're good 2016 good year 2016 right so 2016 was the year that we all kind of thought hey we we have a quarterback right it was the year after his rookie season he goes 26 touchdowns nine picks and then breaks his leg and he just he hasn't and i'm not blaming it on an injury but he has not been the same since that year uh x and he just he has not been the same since then and i don't We've seen glimpses of him maybe trying to get back to that, but it's just never – we're at a point of no return now. You know what I mean? Like now I think we all realize that it's never going to be that again. And it's so hard because, like you said, you don't, like, right now he is clearly the best option, and he still gives this team a chance to win football games. They had a chance to win Sunday. They have a chance to win tomorrow. Like they're not – they're not rolling out Ryan Fitzpatrick where you just know they're going to get slaughtered every game. But I think that we're at a point of no return. Like he's never going to get back to throwing 26 touchdowns again. He's just never going to. It's not going to happen. People have to accept that. And I, me and to. you, I think, have both accepted that. And I don't want to. And it's it's like because we've seen these kind of glimpses of him trying to get back there, like with winning a playoff game and stuff. But it's just not, it's not going to happen. It's just not. And I think the absolute ceiling now, the absolute best that Mariota could be now, his his ceiling is like Alex Smith now, where he just manages the game, you have a good defense and a good running game, and he gives you a chance to win every game. That's his absolute ceiling. But right now, he's not even at that. He's not even at that level right now because he's holding on the ball too long, like we talked about, taking sacks, not, not not checking down. That's what Alex Smith is known for, right? Dumping down and not turning the ball over. And the only reason Mariota didn't turn the ball over Sunday is because that Colts linebacker couldn't catch a cold, right? So I don't know what you oh, think. Oh, I had people like, arguing I think that's his ceiling, but he's not, he's not even there now. Oh, I, I had don't people know. on Twitter saying, oh, I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't had a turnover yet. He hasn't had a turnover yet. Did you watch the game? He should have had a pick six. Yeah. It's it's a tough spot because, like you said, like – so so I'm, I'm comparing to – I'm giving him the ceiling of Alex Smith, right? And the Chiefs, that wasn't good enough for them. And they dumped Alex Smith. Yes. And they traded up and they got Patrick yes. Mahomes. Yes. And, and now they're going to contend yes. for Super Bowls for the next yes. 15 years. Yes. But yes. what makes it so hard? Yes. <laughs> what makes it so hard is that Jake Fromm, sure, he could be the next great thing in the NFL. He could also be a huge bust. That's what makes it so hard, I think. Like, there's just so many unknowns. And this know, front man. office it's, has drafted it a quarterback, and, it's tough. and he sucks. Now, granted, it was like the sixth round, yeah. but it shows you their talent evaluation a little bit of it on quarterbacks. Probably a little different for first-round guys. But listen, as I swallow my piece of ham from my Papa John's pizza, I'm going <laughs> to drop a knowledge bomb right now. 
Not a, no Roche's rant today, although I probably ranted enough on Twitter to cover it for the rest of the season. Um, what has this team's motto been going into this season? Ben, do you know what it is? It's like good to great. Good to it's great. like good to great or something, right? Great. Is yeah. Mariota getting you to great? Is Mariota a great quarterback? No. Is he taking you to that level where – you get to the AF, AFC championship game. You knock down a, one of the Patriots or the Chiefs because you have a stout defense that, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, probably one of the, the best pass defenses as far as the secondary goes um, in football, yeah. especially if we can get a Dory back on track. Yeah. Derrick Henry. No. I think he's a great running back. I think he's going to get better. And I think we've seen that he gets better later in the year and later in games. This offensive line, when they get Taylor Lewan back, Jack Conklin looks to be back semi-close to where he was his rookie year. Ben Jones doing good things at center. You feel like you've got it okay. Even though Saffold has played pretty piss poorly, giving up a couple sacks so far, his track record is pretty exceptional. This offensive line is mm-hmm. pretty stout. Defensive line, Jarrell Casey. Oh, you got a first-round pick. Just just sitting down, healing up, getting ready for that second-half stretch. Linebacking core, inside linebacking core. You want to talk about oh, potential? I love My that, God. man. I love the linebackers. John Reed tweeted out about the Jalen Ramsey, uh, Ramsey trade situation. He said he would trade any player on our defense – Aside from, uh, aside Byard. from Kevin Byard or Jayon Brown for yeah. Jalen Ramsey, that's a pretty good trade. I know Casey's an All-Pro guy, but he's kind of older. I'd probably take that trade to be honest, um, especially with Simmons right there in the wakes. Uh, but what is the biggest question mark, man? We got good. We got good receivers. We seen AJ yeah. Brown that's make the, some moves. Like Corey Davis, and that's the thing. That's the thing, right? The receivers show their they show their potential in some games, and and in some games they don't, and it's it's because of the inconsistency of the quarterback, man. Look, I, I agree, man. It's just there's not much you can do. Um, yeah, I mean, we could sit here and beat this dead horse all day. There are obviously going to be people yeah. that ride oh, yeah. with Mariota till he takes the jersey off. You know what? You do you, bro. I'm trying to get from good to great. You stay at good. You stay at nine and seven. Congrats. You can have four straight nine and seven seasons. I'm not about that. I want championships. I want division crowns. And I just don't think, you know, maybe Mariota could pull off a division crown this year, but the Colts are going to get better. Yeah. Texans, they're going to get better. I mean, they got some good young players on both of those teams that are going to get better. Um, I don't know about the Jags. They yeah. probably are going to suck because they jag everything up. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, they are an above-average quarterback away from being a great team. Um, and it yeah. really showed in this game against the Colts. And I was just – I was so yeah. fed up. And I ran it for too long on Twitter about it. Should have let it go. But I was just so mad, man. We finally yeah. get luck out of there. And we're like, oh, yeah, getting in my home, home opener, crowd's going to be hype. We caught the field on fire. Let's go. Well, we lost. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, 
whoever you know if you listen to this and you you are a mario you can call us haters we're not we're not being haters. I already said you can go back and listen, and we are both two of the highest guys on Mariota. We're being realists. We're not. We're not being haters. I have a Mari Gota want... shirt. A Mari Gota shirt. Yeah, me too. So do I. I wore it to the game Sunday. I have a shirt that has a goat on it, and it was wearing a number eight. We loved the guy. We. I still love the guy. I think he's a great dude. I want him to be successful. I just see that he, it's not going to work out. He's never going to be a quarterback that is great. It's just not. And that's okay. That's an okay thing. I think some people just need to hear it. It's oh it's gonna be okay if he's not a great quarterback. We All are right. not tied I'm ready to quit tomorrow. talking about this, honestly. <laughs> You're getting upset. Uh, it, <laughs> no, I'm just tired of talking about it, man. I think everybody's just tired of it. We've been doing this for four years. There's no reason for us to still be doing this. It, if he was we've great, been doing we it for four years, it. and people still don't understand. That's what is so crazy. Like we've been talking yeah. about this for four years, and we still have people who are like, "Oh, give him 14 games. He's in his contract yeah. here." It's like if you Wait, what it years does now? It's like Butch Jones. Everybody knew when Butch Jones went eight and four with like. Ten NFL guys on his roster and yeah. blew those games to Vandy uh, and to whoever yeah. else they lost to. I don't have time to think about it. But everybody knew right then, fire him now. He's awful. Yeah. He's a cancer. They kept him one year, and look where we are. Yeah. In a bad place. Yes. And we'll get but to that. Anyway. Later. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get to that. We're going to move on from, from Marcus' talk. I mean, we're, we're both sick of it. Everybody at this point – Defender or, you know, believer or not, everyone's tired of talking about it. Um, the, tomorrow night, headed to Jacksonville. The Jags were their daddies. Uh, Jags coming off a 13-12 to 12 loss to Houston. They went for two, failed to get it. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's requested a trade. Don't really have a good – I feel like uh, – I don't really have a good feel of where he's going. I know he said in the offseason he would love to go to Tennessee – Love to go to the Raiders. Uh, don't know if that's going to happen. I, I'm leaning towards probably not going to happen to Tennessee. I just don't don't really see that. Um, we heard maybe the Chiefs are interested. It, it's kind of hard to get a feel. We'll probably know more after the game. Like nothing's going to happen between now and tomorrow. Um, I imagine this is going to be a defensive battle. The only constant on the Titans' offense right now is Derrick Henry. Uh, Mike Vrabel, he was bad on Sunday, but at least he wasn't screaming at his star player on the bench like <laughs> yeah. Doug Marone. Uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna like go into super depth about this game. I think the Titans are gonna pull off a win. I think it's gonna be low scoring, like 14 to 10 or something like that. What do you think is gonna? How do you, what do you see Thursday night? Well, I mean, the first thing I want to talk about really is. Derrick Henry asked multiple times about the 99-yard run. He said, look, it was last year. I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. I think this guy's yeah. going to come out tomorrow night, prime time, and run all over the Jags. I'm talking about – I'm thinking 150 yards is my prediction here. Um, Titans are two-point favorites on the road. I think – look, Mark – Mike Mark, <laughs> idiot – Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel is a smart guy. Um, Mark I think Vrabel. we know that. I think Arthur Smith is a smart guy. 
I don't think they're going to give Marcus a lot of opportunities to lose this game again. I think they're going to feed the bull. They're going to give Henry the ball uh, and not Dion Lewis the ball. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, I think Henry's probably going to get about 25 carries and uh, run this one away. Like I said, defensive game. Both defenses pretty stout. Um, I think the rookie quarterback in prime time with a really good defensive uh, defensive backfield, uh, they're going to shut him down. Um, I like the Titans to, to win this one pretty big. We'll get into our picks later when we get to the end of our little NFL segment. But I like the Titans big here, man. I think, I think uh, after this game, I think they're going to really have a sense, hopefully, please – have a sense of their identity, and that is run the football down their throat. Do not let them score more than 10 points. Yeah. 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 Hopefully so. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, so NFL, um, I guess, your big news, we talked about the Rams. Last week was a rough week for quarterbacks. Uh, in a league that has become very uh, uh, trying to make it safe for quarterbacks, they they took hits last week. Uh, Big Ben out for the year. Uh, sounds like he's having Tommy John. Yep. Um, he's got elbow problems. Don't know the the for sure thing, but it sounds like a UCL. Uh, Drew Brees. Like. And he he's one of the few guys that's had Tommy John. Yep. Yeah, and he's one of the few guys that actually has had the surgery as as a quarterback. Um. Uh, Brees had the surgery on his thumb today. He's looking at probably like I think they said six to seven weeks out um, for New Orleans. Uh, the Jets are down to Luke Falk, their third quarterback. Darnold has mono, and Trevor Simeon's leg got snapped. I have no idea how he walked off the field. His leg was just, it was in a weird shape, and okay. he somehow walked off. I saw uh, a it was tweet. bad. It was ugly from one of those little doctor accounts that tweets out about sports injuries. Um, I can't remember the exact yeah. one. I'll try to find it. But uh, he basically said that he dislocated his ankle, but it jarred back into place, and that was how he was able to oh. have stability. To, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we and Suzanne oh. were watching that game, and I was like, you, you don't want to yeah. watch this. Because I saw it live. Uh, I saw it went down, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. yeah, and then uh, Cam Newton banged up, which is per huge for him. Um, so it's it's rough out there for quarterbacks. Uh, we actually have a question. Do you want to do the question now since it kind of pertains, do or do you want to wait? All right. So we got a question um, from Mr. Scott Jeff Coat. He want to know like where do the Saints and the Steelers turn now at court like to salvage their seasons, kind of, which. I, 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 Pittsburgh is in a – the Saints are in a different situation than Pittsburgh, right, because Ben's out for the year. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's the Mason Rudolph show. And I don't – they've already started off in an 0-2 hole. I don't know how much salvaging Pittsburgh can do. I think that entire offense takes a hit. Uh, if you're interested in fantasy football, Juju's value has gone down. Yep, on my bench. James Conner. Yeah, James Conner also a little nicked up. Like – it, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. They're going to see what they have in him. I, I don't know if – I don't think they're making the playoffs now. I just don't. No, no, no. I I don't think so. Um, yeah. And then, 
Do you have more on Steelers? Yeah, I mean, so as far as where do they turn, they turn to Teddy Bridgewater and Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah. The Saints, I think, will be fine. I think Bridgewater will be okay. Yeah. Um, like you said, they're going to get Breeze back, hopefully at 100%. Right. I think they'll be fine. Um, and that know, division's just not very good. Nope. It's not. So. Um, but Steelers. And they, I, I, this is where I'm. I'm just puzzled. Why they traded their first round pick? <laughs> Look, I, I know they have a need in the secondary. They needed a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, but is he gonna help you get to that ten win threshold? Because Mason, I'm look, Mason Rudolph may go out there, light it up. Highly doubt it. Um, but what if Big Ben, you know, his body doesn't recover exactly right? Um, Tommy yeah. John is a long recovery. I know because of baseball, people think it's kind of like an automatic thing, and it's gotten a lot better. But it is a long, hard recovery, especially for a, what, 37-year-old quarterback, 36-year-old quarterback or something like that. Um, and now, if you look at their draft situation next year, they have uh, no first-round pick, like we said. Um, they have a second-round pick. And they do not have a third-round pick, it looks like. I can't I can't not, tell what this website's saying. I'm going to have to get a different one. This is retarded. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, they don't have a first-round pick, so what that makes you think is, okay, maybe they win four or five games this year. They're set up for a pretty good spot to get a quarterback, to get yeah. the, the next guy in line. And I know Big Ben's been a, a huge uh, – just a, I mean, just staple. a model guy, staple guy uh, for the Steelers as far as, you know, the toughness that he's shown and for, just uh, the numbers that he's put up. Man, he threw for like 5,000 yards last yeah. year or something ridiculous. First foul at Hall of Famer. First foul yeah, at Hall of Famer. 100%. Um, and I think Pinkston would agree with this. You know, there's going to come a time when it's time to turn the keys over. Um, and Eli Manning. <laughs> oh, gosh. But you think about it. Let's say Big Ben does come back next year, and he's not great, but he gets you to eight wins. Now you're right in that middle of that first round. Now you're where the Titans are. Exactly. (laughs) Can I go up? Can I trade up and get a quarterback and deplete my picks even more? Because they've traded away a lot of picks. Um, They traded up to get Devin Bush in the last draft and obviously traded this year's first-round pick. Um, I just – I think they should have waited it out and saw how Mason Rudolph did until the trade deadline. And, you know, I just think this was a bad decision. I think they're going to need a quarterback. And, you know, this year's quarterback draft class is not stacked, but I think there are three guys that maybe have a decent chance at becoming starters in the NFL, and that's Tua, um, Herbert, and Jake Fromm. I'll throw one one more, Jacob Eason. I think he'll be – that, but that's fair. still, yeah. Um, and none of them are locks. Yeah. Obviously, they all have Nothing's question Nothing's ever a sure thing. Um, but I think three decent guys that you could get, you know, in somewhere around the seven or eight pick, um, I think you could get one of those three guys. Obviously, you know, I think one of them's going number one overall to the Dolphins, unless the Dolphins are really playing some chess here and are double tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Now, if they did that, I know people are like, Oh, this is a crime against football. 
I'm not going to hate on him for doing it because it's pretty dang smart. Because let's be honest, Trevor Lawrence, way better draft prospect than any of the guys this year. Yeah. But that's 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 like 10 hat theory right there. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we both definitely think the Saints are better off than the Steelers right now. Saints are going to – they have uh, – having Bridgewater at quarterback doesn't hurt Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara near as much as having Rudolph at quarterback hurts Juju Smith-Schuster. And they were already playing Taysom Hill on the goal line, yeah, so – Exactly. No <laughs> exactly. And Breeze is going to come back, and they're going to be fine because their division is poo-poo. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. And moving on to – the next, uh, I guess, our picks for the week. Thursday night game is Titans-Jags. I said uh, Titans 14-10. That's what I got. What was your what was your pick? I had it set, or 17-13. I'm going to back off that a little bit and go a little bit higher. I think Titans probably win by a touchdown here. I'm going to take them 24-17. to All right. Like it. Both got the Titans. Uh, Sunday night, Rams-Browns. That's I like that matchup. That's a pretty good matchup. Yeah. Um, I have absolutely no insight at all. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams winning that one. Uh, I'm going to say they put up 30 and win 30-23 over the the Browns. All right. I like the Rams here, too. I was trying to get the line. I couldn't find it fast enough. I do have the line. I'm going to guess it's like Rams. I'm going to say Rams probably three or four. I think on the road maybe it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I like Rams 26-20 here. I still don't think the Browns are very good. They beat a really bad Jets team. Jets, yeah. Baker, Baker hasn't shown me anything Baker yet. has not looked good this year. The, the Browns need to figure out that their bread is buttered by Nick Chubb. And Freddie Kitchens hasn't figured that out and yet. And short, short passing routes to Odell Beckham. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I like the Rams here 26-20. All right, and then uh, Monday night we got Bears and the Redskins. Uh, looks like the line there is Chicago favored by four. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears. Just don't think the Redskins are very good. I'm still not real sure how good the Bears are, but their defense, I know how good it is. It's it's very good. So I'm going to say Bears win that one like uh, 20 to 14 or something. I don't. I don't. Mitch Trubisky has regressed in two games so far this year, so I'm going to take the Bears in a low-scoring game. I like the Bears here too. Uh, I think their defense will probably score a touchdown. Um, I like them 24-13. Like you said, great defense. I think Mitch Trubisky has a bounce-back game against a not great Redskins defense. I like that. Matt Nagy's Matt Nagy's a good coach. He'll he'll figure out a way to get Trubisky some. Some easy passes, I think. Right. So, uh, anything else, NFL? I think that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, we're going to move on and take a quick break. And when we get back, it's uh, it's Florida week, baby. Balls, Florida, Saturday, 11 a.m. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, 
this segment gets a little bit easier this week, folks. We're talking about the Tennessee Vols and some college football picks towards the end. We'll get that to that here in a second. But Ben, we're finally on the board. The Vols mm, finally. finally got a win. Yeah, beat them mocks. Sucky Chattanooga. Mocks. Ain't no mocky top up in here, baby. Got that 45-0 win. Yeah. Did you even watch it? Did you watch the game at all? <laughs> no. I worked Friday night, and I had all intentions of taking like a two- or three-hour nap, waking up right before the game started, watching the game, going right back to sleep. Yeah. I woke up with about 45 seconds to go in the first half, laid on the couch, and woke up after the game was over. Yeah. I watched it, but I was just like, eh, all right. This is a thing. This is a game. This is a thing that's happening. Hey, like, it's impossible you, to get excited about beating Chattanooga. <laughs> if you went to that game, and there was a lot of people there, more than I thought, kudos to you. Congrats. Yeah, props. yeah I mean, I'm not driving four hours, wasting an entire Saturday to go watch them play Chattanooga. Yeah. Uh, Sorry I missed your first ball walk, Casey. I apologize, but oh, I wasn't no. going to watch them play Chattanooga. Oh, no. Mm. But... <laughs> um, I had big three takeaways. We're all to bigger here. and better things. I mean, there's not really any big three takeaways. I thought yeah. JG looked good, you know, relatively speaking. Um, from I went, I did go back and watch the, you know, like the 25 minute uh, condensed game, I guess, or like major highlights or whatever they want to call it. Not like just highlights, but like the. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, a nine-yard run, that's on there. Like the one they show on SEC Network. Do they show that one on there? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, like, late at night. Oh, okay, yeah, no, not that one. Know, but, but, like, that idea, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, and I thought okay. JG looked pretty good. Yeah, I got you. Pretty good. Um, Couldn't look much worse. I mean, he looked better than Maurer and Shroud. Yes. He looked he better did. than the other two. Yes. So I think it's pretty obvious that we should stay sure. with JG – for the rest of the year. Um, as painful as that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully he got a little confidence. Um, Florida plays a lot of man, so maybe that's going good for us. Although they might play a lot of zone now that they know he can't read yeah. zone. Anyway, uh, so it's Florida week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the I'm of all for life Florida song week. or whatever. Says the only two teams that I cheer mm-hmm. for are the Volunteers and whoever's playing Florida. Thankfully, we only have to cheer for one team this week because the Big Kentucky facts. Wildcats pulled the most Tennessee thing ever, or I guess the most Kentucky thing in that rivalry ever. Um, Felipe Franks yeah. goes down, ankle gone, he's out. Uh, I can't think of the guy's first name, but the trash. Ooh, big time gone. Comes in. Uh, plays pretty dang good. Trask. Yeah, Trask, yeah, Trask. Whatever. Plays pretty good. Kentucky handed them that game. I mean, just said, here it is on a silver platter. Yeah. It's like in Les Mis when uh, the bishop gives Valjean the candle holder. He's like, here, just take it. Just take it. You've already taken everything else. Take these two as well. That's what I felt like when Kentucky – Missed that field goal to win the game. It's like, hey, you've already taken everything else the last 32 years. Sure. Go ahead and take this one too. But I have no idea that reference at all, but okay. 
for you out there who have seen Les Mis and are intelligent, you will appreciate that reference. Um, it is the one time that we would talk about liberal arts. I've seen Les Mis. I've seen it. I don't get the reference. You obviously did not watch it. Did you go see it with a girl? Is that it. what it was? I don't was? get the reference. I did. No, I went and saw it when I was in uh, London. We saw it in London. Did you see the play or did you see the movie? Because the play. Yeah, we saw, we saw the play in London. Yeah, we saw the play in London. I, I got nothing. I think a kid died. Someone someone yeah, laughed. Okay. Yeah, you. you. It's harder <laughs> it was, to see stuff in a play because it's it's harder to interpret it for me because I haven't watched a lot of my life. Yeah, especially watch the my movie. Eyes were you'll closed. get it a lot better. Uh, or listen to the soundtrack. Uh, okay. But anyway, Florida week. Anyway, this has gone way yeah. off the football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Florida week. I think we both <laughs> understand what's at stake here. I mean, for the Vols yeah. to win this game, it would absolutely flip the script on this season. I th- I think it would. Yeah. I-, I think it totally doesn't erase, but makes well um, with the two losses to start out the season, especially if BYU – Goes and beats Washington this week. You're like, oh, <laughs> freaking what? beat USC last week. <laughs> That's what I don't get. They're not good. They're not good, but they're winning these games. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I think if the Vols could pull off the upset this week, that'd be pretty fantastic and help it Jeremy prove it out a lot. Yeah. Because um, he's feeling some heat right now, even after beating Chattanooga. Yeah. Um, It'll probably also take an act of God. But hey, we've seen this in the reverse way. Plenty before. of times we have, yeah. So maybe this is the universe saying, you know what, we beat up on you early, so let's not now and give you. It's a time, freeze. universe. It is time for us something good to happen to Tennessee football. And I'll say this: I know you're on the train of backup quarterback versus Tennessee from Florida. Yeah. This is oh different. God. This is different. Think about the last time we had a week to prepare for a backup quarterback. Beat them. In Nealon, Austin Appleby. All the other examples are when they got hurt in the game and came in in the game. That's what happened to Kentucky. So, Jeremy Pruitt, look, he may not be a great coach in the end. We don't know for sure yet. He's a great defensive mind. And if he can Mm -hmm. focus on game planning to stop this quarterback, I like my chances with stopping the quarterback. But there's also another side of the ball. We yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't be looking like traffic cones out there and just letting Florida's D line camp out in JG's backyard. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's very concerning. But they've picked five. They finally picked five. Praise the Lord, we have five linemen. We yeah. will not rotate anymore. Thank you, whoever called that, Jim Cheney. If it was you, you were a godsend. Finally. Five across the line. You got Wanya, Trey Smith, uh, Brandon Kennedy, uh, right Darnell Wright at right guard, and yeah. the Calbert guy who hadn't played all year now at right tackle. Yeah. Look, if that's the best five, roll with them. Let's do it. Let's take this team to town. All right. All right. So, all right. That's important. That's that's a first step to learning how to block. It is being in the it same is. spot for the entire game. Knowing who's to your left, knowing who's to your right, building the chemistry together, you know, it's important. All of my offensive line knowledge tells me that that is important. That's what I've heard through the (laughs) grapevine. 
That's what I've been told. I learned that on Madden. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, look, what has to happen for them to win? Like you said, act of God, I think. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, hurricane I'll comes through. This. I'll say this. I I give them probably a 10% chance to win this game. If Ty Chandler um, and Eric Gray combine for like 400 all-purpose yards. Okay, now, that's a godsend. You can't say that. you got to say something reasonable. I think okay. there's probably uh, – If Jawan Jennings just like murders a cornerback in the back – in the secondary. Well, I think that's actually a, a weakness that we can attack with them. Their corners haven't looked fantastic this year. They've had, Did you watch the Miami game? They had a lot yeah, of pass interference calls. Yeah. Um, they cannot defend. And if they continue to play man, I think if we can block up front and take some shots downfield, we can be, we might be able to throw the ball a little bit. So if we um, do everything that we haven't done yet. Yes, that is true. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe he's been hiding it. Everybody's been holding yeah. it back. Yeah. That's what I yeah, keep hearing. Oh, they've just been holding everything back for SEC. Yeah, because yeah. when they were down by 15 to Georgia State, I'm sure they weren't sweating their balls off, thinking, "Oh God, we got to win this game." Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I don't think I put absolutely win. no. I put no notes at all in my thing for Tennessee this week. I told you that at the break, so I don't know. Do you have anything else on them, like for this game? Uh, I think. Since Florida beat Kentucky, it helps. Since they're not like on upset alert. Yeah, like where you're yeah. reading straight from my notes. No, I did. I haven't actually oh, okay. read your notes. <laughs> uh, well, because I think if they do lose, um, like you said, it's like, oh, wait a second, we're vulnerable. We, yeah, we need to win. Yeah. But I think if they. Since they won that game, they can kind of, you know, in the locker room be like, oh, you know, Felipe got hurt. We're on the road. SEC, they've been playing as well the last couple years. Eh, you know, just kind of everything lined up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that they're just kind of like, hey, we still can pull it out without Franks. And maybe they're a little less, like, a little less – they're a little more – Less cautious, I guess. More or less cautious, sense. yes. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what I was going like, to say. And I was say like, more yeah, or less, more or less. Yeah, I don't know. My, my two <laughs> brain cells are fighting, and my dumb brain couldn't get the words out. So. It's been a long day. It's okay. It's okay. It has. Uh, also, being at noon, I think, helps. Oh, God, it's going to be so hot. <laughs> because this is the way I see it. You know, if it's a night game or even an afternoon game, you know, Tennessee's going to get there on Friday regardless of what time the game starts. Yeah. Um, they're going to do their walkthrough, and then they're going to go to their hotel room. And then Saturday you're going to wake up, go play ball, like immediately. Yep. You know what I mean? Playing at 11. Yeah. Don't have a whole lot of time to think about it or think about, man, SEC on the road. you got a lot of young guys playing now, and reportedly some younger guys playing an outside linebacker spot, hopefully mm-hmm. this weekend. Um. But, yeah, I think being at noon helps. You know, Florida is going to wake up and go play ball too, but probably a little bit more comfortable being at home. I yeah. sounds backwards. It sounds backwards, but I think it could work against them. Um, like you said, yeah. with the comfortability of, uh, 
like you said, just blaming it on, oh, we were on the road, SEC. Uh, we can just roll the ball out there, and we're better than these guys, especially when they look at the yeah. line and it's a 14-point line. Um, but yeah. even, with that all said, that said, still don't think they're going to win. Yeah. So what's your pick for the game? I'm going uh, what's, The line's like Florida 14, right? Yeah, it's 14. I think the Vols a cover, barely. I got Florida winning. I think I think Jeremy Pruitt's defense is going to step up against a backup quarterback um, and yeah. hold them under 30. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I like the Gators yeah. here, 24-13. Um, real quick, meant to say this earlier in this segment. You probably know, I'm guessing, Bryce Thompson will play this weekend. You do yeah. not put him on the travel roster of 75 men if he's not going to play. Yeah. Um, you don't waste that spot. I, I, I feel like we always we always kind of figured this was probably the week he was coming back. Well, it's like Florida has done this to us for how many years? <laughs> Twenty years, thirty years, where they've had guys get in trouble and then oh, oh, we'll sit them out in the first two weeks and then they'll play against Tennessee. Yeah. So, haha, yeah. our turn. Um, yeah, my pick. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I said I'm gonna go like Florida. Gosh. I'm, I got 31-10. I'm not going to change it. I got Florida winning 31-10. And it's not a knock against the D because I do think they might play pretty good. It's just that's how bad I think the offense is going to be. I, I just – Garantano is going to be on his back a lot, and, and the defense is going to get worn down, I think, down there in the swamp. And, I, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Florida gets like a defensive touchdown or or, or a turnover deep in, in our territory. So, I, I just – I have – not much confidence currently. Yeah, I really hope we don't come out first play uh, wide receiver screen. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm really I'll, pissed I'll, if that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, but to Tennessee's advantage also, we also picked them to beat Georgia State and BYU, and they didn't. So yeah. maybe, so it's reverse. maybe some reverse psychology here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. Oh, I think you got anything else on that game or is it time to go? It's time to move on. It's time to move on. All right. What else we got on the docket this week? All right. So we've been going through and doing SEC picks because we have a lot of SEC fans that we have a lot of SEC fans that listen to our podcast and we would greatly appreciate it. We hope you Mm -hmm. continue to. And if your team plays in a good game, we'll pick it because SEC is priority. But I don't care about FCS versus SEC. Yeah, that sucks. Especially when you can't find the line. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. out. I'm out, bro. Yeah, that sucks. Um, so what we're going to do from now on, kind of like NFL, we don't want to pick a lot of picks. we just kind of taking the primetime ones. Um, we're going to go with what I consider the top games of the week. So Alrighty. the top first game will I tried to put them in order for, like, date and time and stuff. Okay. Um, my top first game that I have, and I think most people would agree, Utah. Number 10, Utah, traveling to USC. USC coming off a loss to BYU on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah, talented, not as good as I think people thought they were going to be, but they are four-point favorites on the road. Um, USC still rocking with was it Slav Slavsky or something like that? Yeah, Looks like he should be a Russian. Um, still rocking with a freshman quarterback. 
Uh, I like USC. I do. I like USC okay. to, to win outright at home. Um, it's a Friday night game. I think that place is going to be bumping. Uh, like I said, I don't think Utah is as good as a lot of people are giving them credit for it. Did I say they were 10th? I think that's right. I think, it, yeah. I think they're 10th. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah four-point favorites here. Zach Moss, I think, is a really good tailback. Um, but I do like Slavish. I thought he looked pretty good two games ago against uh, – drawing a blank here – Stanford. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked pretty good at Stanford. Stanford usually pretty good on defense. I know they've kind of taken some steps back since uh, since uh, Vanderbilt's coach left there, Derek Mason. Uh, but, yeah, I like USC at home outright. Okay. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with the Utes. Um, I just – I know they're back at home, so maybe that will help Slovis or whatever the heck his name is. Um, he threw three picks against BYU. That's That's – tough um i like utah i definitely don't know if they're the 10th best team in the country um but the usc's turned it over so much man they've turned it over 11 times so far in two games three games um and utah think they're going to take advantage of that and i think they're going to come out with a win they have a pretty good offensive line they have not given up a sack so far this year so I think they'll do a good job protecting their quarterback, run the offense they want to run, and I, I think they're going to go to the Rose Bowl and beat USC. So we will see. What's right, the next so game? Moving on, SEC matchup here. Not really like a bit, a good game, um, but I like the line here. Like I, I wanted to pick against the spread or for the spread or whatever in this line because I think it would be fun to do. And it's a Tennessee team. LSU traveling to Vanderbilt. You know, Prater's going. Prater going to that game. He is. He is going. Yeah, we're Absolutely. supposed to be playing a golf scramble Saturday, and he bailed on us to go watch LSU stomp Vandy. Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, I, t- I mean, it's not every day a top five LSU team comes to town. So right, Joe Burrow. Oh my goodness, this guy's throwing he's for legit, man. yards in three games. My yeah. word, um, he's legit. Je- that Jefferson guy, Justin Jefferson. My yeah. goodness, he's got to run like a four-two-forty. That guy is so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the reason I picked this game is because twenty-three is a lot, but I think yeah. it's going to be more than that. I think LSU yeah. is going to go out here and torch Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, that's not good because I picked Vanderbilt to win. I think seven games this year. So <laughs> yeah, not a good start. Zero and three. Do you remember like a couple weeks ago when we picked uh, the Vandy Purdue game after they lost to Georgia, and I said that Vandy's secondary was actually kind of decent against Georgia, and they got lit up. And then Purdue's quarterback threw for five hundred plus yards against them. <laughs> hey, we're the yeah. That's what jokes. If you want your team to win, let us know, and we will make that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe Burrow's about to light up the Vandy secondary for about probably 400, 500 yards, and they're going to stomp Vandy, and it's going to be like 30-point win for LSU. They're covering 23. I'm sorry, Vandy. I'm yep. sorry, Mom. You don't sorry, even care Mom. about Vandy. I'm pretty sure you don't even care about Vandy football anymore, which is understandable. LSU's going to swamp them. Yeah, I thought uh, – Suzanne's family's kind of Vanderbilt people. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, when we get married, she'll become a Tennessee fan. And she's she's slowly making her way there. Mm-hmm. Not a great year. (laughs) Not a great year to do that. (laughs) Not a great year one marriage Tennessee fan. Definitely Um, not. Moving on to what, man, I think this might be the best game of the week right here. Mm. Um, 
now I see our slides are out of order too, so don't let me forget that. Okay. We still got more games to pick. Um, but Michigan going to Wisconsin. Uh, let's see, did Wisconsin play like a few days ago? Like very no. Anyway, Michigan going to Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor feels like he's been there for twenty five years. Uh, Michigan not in love with him. Do nope. not like Michigan. Do not like Shea you Patterson. No, I'm not. <laughs> Do what? I said you already know I'm not in love with Michigan. Yeah, I'm Wisconsin's three-point <clears throat> favorites here at home. I think they cover that. I think they win by seven or so um, at home. Nooner, I think Michigan, I'm going against what I said about Tennessee, but I think Michigan going to come out flat, um, especially after looking very flat against Army last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Wisconsin to cover. I yeah, know. I like Wisconsin, too. Me and Bucky Badger. Uh, it's going to be a slugfest. That's just what Big Ten football pretty much except outside of Ohio State is. It, yeah, except for Maryland. Uh, it's just defense, defense, defense. I think Michigan's going to get a big dose of Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to pound their defense. And I, I think – what's the line? Wisconsin, like three Wisconsin or something? three-point favorites. Yeah, I, I think they – I think they – cover i think it's close still maybe they win by like four or five but i like i like the badgers man all right moving on sec game of the week on cbs and i say that because it's two sec teams playing uh auburn yeah. going to texas a&m blah, 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 blah. i wish i could speak auburn going to texas a&m a&m coming off the loss to clemson last no no no, no. they beat lamar yes. last week clemson was two weeks yeah. ago two weeks ago yeah uh, Auburn 3-0, and even though they're 3-0, and Gus Malzahn on the super-duper hot seat, so this is a game Always. he has to win. A&M is four-point favorites. I like A&M to co- not cover. I like them to win by field goal at home on CBS. Bo Nix is legit, but so is Kellen Mond, and yeah. I think the 12th man will play a big factor here. I like A&M to win at home. Yeah, okay, what's the line? Four. Minus four, four A and M. What 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 did you say? I said did you say A and M is going to cover. I'm saying field goal at home. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, I I think they're going to cover. I think they're going to bounce back and prove that they belong. Uh, they you know they had their chance against Clemson. Did not play well in that game. I like a big Lamar doesn't count. Okay, Lamar doesn't count at all. I like a big bounce back game from Kellen Mond here. Um, I think. This is going to be Nix's first true roadie. The game at Jerry World against Oregon was neutral site, whatever. Um, I still like Bo Nix. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, but I think it's just going to be too much A&M. Bo Fisher is an elite head coach. Gus Malzahn is not. Um, I like the Aggies to cover here. All right, cool. Well, we have not picked against each other except for the spread and that one. <laughs> so moving on to the SEC network, which obviously o'clock. means that Auburn is going to win. Yes, of course. I just don't <laughs> see that happening. The freshman quarterback on the road, I just I ain't buying that. All right, yeah. uh, especially with Texas A&M's pass defense kind of catching up with the rest of their team this year. They play pretty well in Week One. All right, uh, Kentucky and Mississippi State. Three o'clock, Kentucky coming off just an absolutely devastating loss 
at home to Florida. Mississippi State. Are they going to have Tommy Stevens for this game? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, feels like he gets hurt every other every other uh, every other game. So State is actually a seven point yeah. favorite at home. Tommy Stevens is out or in? Are you? Oh, I thought you. Were I have no idea. That. I thought I'm, you were confirming that. My bad. I'm trying to look. Uh, seven point favorites at home. I really want to pick Kentucky outright. I really do. I'm sorry, Jay. Do I it. I can't do it. I just – All right, it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Big Blue Nation going on the road. Mississippi State, I know they got Colin Hill, one of the best running backs in the SEC, but I like Kentucky. The Smoke Kid, their running back, I think he is a, he's pretty dang good. I think their offensive line – I think Kentucky's offensive line showed us last week – they are good. Um, I thought they held their own pretty well with a really good Florida front uh, front seven. Um, so I like them to go on the road. Uh, three o'clock game, run the ball. Sawyer Smith did not look terrible last week. To be honest, I mean, no, he didn't. He until got he got that, that wrist injury. What? He had like a wrist injury, which kind of threw him off a little bit. But yeah, he was playing pretty I good. I that. thought. Yeah, that's not but keeping him out, is it? No, 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 no. He, oh, okay, he finished okay. the game. Yeah, but, I mean, no, I agree with you. He was playing pretty dang good, I thought, too. Yeah, yeah. I like Sawyer Smith, man. Uh, I think Kentucky goes on the road and wins outright. Okay. We're going to pick against each other because I, <laughs> I don't think they're going to. Uh, too much cowbell, too much Kylan Hill. I like Mississippi State at home to pull off the dub. Starkville, fun place. Uh, just, just too much. I like Bully. Bully's a cute little bulldog. He's way, he's way cuter than Ugga. So is every other dog ever. <laughs> All right. Also, three o'clock game. South Carolina going to Missouri. Uh, Ryan Helensky coming off a brutal loss to Alabama, but I think twelve other teams will be able to say that at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Missouri. What they do last week? Not sure. They played at FCS. Yeah, school, I'm pretty they probably sure. slaughtered some poor sets. Uh, they're nine and a half point favorites at home. Don't like that spread there. I'm gonna take South Carolina to cover, but I think Missouri does win this game um, for the, all the same reasons that I think uh, Bo Nix isn't gonna light up A&M. Just a rookie, rookie, a freshman quarterback on the road in the SEC. Just don't love that mix. Yeah. Uh, I, not a lot to say there. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, nine and a half seems like a lot. Uh, Missouri's kind of routed their ship after a bad opening loss a little bit, but uh, I don't think South Carolina's a terrible team. Um, but, yeah, too much. Missouri, too much. They're not going to win by nine and a half. Carolina's going to cover. All right, so moving on to the CBS double dip game of the week. Notre Dame. Going down to Georgia after Georgia traveled up to Notre Dame two years ago um, to play against the Fighting Irish. Georgia 13.5 point favorites. And so you're number 17 on the road, 13.5 point dogs at the number three team. Almost the same spread as Tennessee at Florida. If that tells you anything about how much they love Georgia here, um, Jake Fromm, like I said, probably the third best quarterback prospect this year. Doesn't have a whole lot of weapons on the outside. Yeah. Um, but he's got DeAndre Swift in the backfield. That's going to carry this Georgia team. Uh, I, I'm really at a push right now for this line because I feel like Notre Dame could get a late score to cut it to 10. 
But I am going to go with Georgia to cover. I think they'll probably win by two touchdowns or more. Um, I think okay. Notre Dame's going to get exposed this week uh, for lacking yeah. speed. Okay. All right. I I like that. Um, I'm I'm not. I'm going to say that Notre Dame covers, um, which is kind of probably odd to hear from me, Notre Dame hater. But no, uh, Notre I Dame just, lover. Nobody's really giving them a shot. Yeah, for real. Nobody's really giving them a shot. I don't think they're going to win. Um, but I don't, I don't think that Georgia's going to cover 13 and a half. Definitely Notre Dame's got their hands full going down there. I know how good Ian Book is. Uh, but DeAndre Swift, I know how good he is. He's very good, and he's going to pound Notre Dame. But I, I think it's going to be a little closer than 13 and a half. So there right. you go. Locked in, ready to roll. All right, buddy. Um, we've got a couple questions Hello. here. Okay. Excuse me. We must be on delay. Delay. Do what? Are we on a delay again? Yeah, I think we're having some network we problems. Do. You need to just come down here every Wednesday night and just record live. I mean, you travel yeah, to school apparently. every two days, don't you? So, just throwing another. Uh, just throwing in a whole another two hour good, trip. Two hour trip. Yeah, why not? Definitely some uh, some malfunctions in this one, folks. So just. Oh yes, uh, we will get us it out. We're toughing it out. But uh, yeah. on to question. All right, so we're out the door now. We we'll get a question. Question. We do have a question. <laughs> this one comes from Mister uh, James Critter Crowder. Critter Crowder. Big Critter. Braves fan. Big, big old Braves fan. Big Braves boy. So this one's for you. He wants to know how losing Charlie Clutch Culberson is going to affect the Braves in the postseason. You didn't know Charlie. Took a fastball to the face the other night. Uh, I don't think he didn't have any. Did he have fractures? Facial did fractures, he have any facial no fractures or not? Okay. So, but James wants to know how that's going to affect Atlanta in the postseason. Not, not much. Um, he was a utility player at best. Um, you know, it's probably going to hurt. And I don't know if he's going to if he's allowed to be in the dugout or not. But I mean, even then, mm-hmm. like that's not going to affect him that much. Um, I think this pretty much solidifies if Johan Camargo can come back, and I think he will be ready. Uh, he's going to take pretty much that role. Um, I mean, and all it is is a pinch hit role. You know, barring an injury, that's all it is. Um, you know, Culberson played shortstop yeah. last year in the NLDS because of an injury. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to affect him that much. You know, you hate to see it because the guy, he's clearly loved by his team. Um, he's just a good dude. Uh, I have seen some rumors on Twitter. Now, take this with a grain of salt, um, but a guy I trust a lot that has broken a few things for the Braves has <clears> said <throat> that Charlie Culberson is going to win the Roberto Clemente Award. Now, take it. Oh. Take it or leave it. Um, doesn't make it any uh, any less painful. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, the guy, the last 28, 28 days, he's had 19 at-bats, and he's got one hit. Um, he's not yeah. been quite as clutch as he was a year ago, uh, but he certainly filled in defensively and done his job there. 
not a big deal. Um, as far as yeah. what you're getting on the field, not a big deal. They have players to fill in to make up for that. So, yeah. Well, good for him. I, ho- I hope he does win that award. That's that's a that's a good award to get. But I have out the door this week, and I am prepared now. Hallelujah. Last week I was I was not prepared for an out the door, but I am now. So. Uh, I went, I said last week, I went and saw It Chapter 2 last night. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was fine. Um, And then today I doubled down and watched uh, Dark Phoenix. I rented that and watched it. It wasn't as as terrible as everyone said, but definitely still not good. I don't know how much of it is the fault of that movie. As much as just the rest of the X Men, all movie, the movies are like, oh wait, let's reset everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, um, but we we talk movies on here, but I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about any. Um, we're in September, almost October now. Um, I've probably our most both of us most anticipated movie for the rest of the year, Star Wars, right? Rise yep. of Skywalker, no doubt about that. Both pumped for that coming out December. So, not named Star Wars. What we both? I mean, we watch movies. I, I tend to go to the theater you watch more, way yeah. more than I. Do. I watch way more, but you. I mean, you watch them even if it's just renting them later. What right. besides Star Wars that's coming out for the rest of this year? What are you looking forward to? Oh God, I was hoping you were going to say what was your favorite movie this year. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what's left to come out? You got to give me some choices. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put some down. Uh. Uh, you got the, the Joker movie is coming out. Oh, um, I'm done. I, I, I kind of thought done. that might be your pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, I'm done. That's it. Not, not even close. I'm looking at upcoming movies. <laughs> no, not even close, man. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, I'd really never go to the movie theaters. I'm just, I mean, I'll go every now and then as a date just to please Suzanne that we went to a date somewhere, <laughs> but I'm not one that's like, oh man, I gotta go see this in theaters and sound and popcorn, and whatever. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'd rather just sit at home, cook me some cookies, get some milk, watch it in my underwear. That's kind of how I'd rather watch a movie. But this movie, oh, I'm 100% going to see this in theaters. It looks like a big screen movie. Oh yes, I'm so. Oh man. I'm so excited. And that comes out in like three weeks, right? Three yeah, weeks yeah. It comes out uh, October the fourth. October fourth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll probably go open at night. Oh, really? Yeah. I think okay. So. I could probably talk her into taking me, like, because my birthday is the first. And yeah. shoot, she might be working, so maybe not. Mm. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably go within a week of it coming out. And that's. If you know me, that is extremely rare for me because I don't ever do that. Unless like Star Wars or yeah, really that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for this movie. Okay, Joker. For, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that one too. I I felt like that was probably going to be your pick. Um, so that's why I said that one. Uh, one that I'm pumped to see that also comes out very soon. Uh, actually, it comes out on Friday. This Friday is Ad Astra. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. I, yeah. love, I do love space movies. Yeah, space I'm, a, movies. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a good space movie. And you throw Brad Pitt in there, Tommy Lee Jones, Liv Tyler. That's a solid cast. 
And just from the trailer, it looks like we got like some space pirates and there's like a, a rover shootout on the moon. Yeah, oh, not I'm, sure how I'm that in. happened with no gravity on the moon, but whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm in. I'm in on that one for sure. Definitely going to be seeing Ad Astra. Pro- probably not this weekend, but definitely soon. So hey, bye week next week. There you go. Is it bye week next week? Twenty eighth. Yep. Oh, thank we go goodness. Go bye week, and then we go um, Georgia. Then we go state. Oh yeah, it's it's the gauntlet, right? That's where we're gauntlet. at. Gauntlet ain't no gauntlet, man. A gauntlet is Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and South Carolina. All in a it, row. It ain't no gauntlet. Don't go, give me that gauntlet crap. Everything's a gauntlet for this team. Yeah, that's true. Oh, fair point. <laughs> All right. Good uh, good show tonight. Long long pod. Good long pod. Love long pods. Uh, this will be up tomorrow, so you can get your fill of more Marcus Mariota talk that I'm sure you're going to want to hear uh, mm. before the Jacksonville game. And, and then he'll probably go out and throw for 400 yards. 400 yards, and everyone will be like, <laughs> oh, yes, he's back. He's the next... Aaron Rodgers again. And then he'll sit out a whole week of practice, and we'll be like, no, he's not. And we'll be right back to where we are, square one. So, All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave us, like, a review. That's how we get, like, boosted up. I'm not, like, trying to make you do that, but if you do that, it helps us out. So, appreciate you guys. All right. It was a pleasure. We'll talk to you guys next week.